Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. The short and round is in the books, and we are on the brink of State of Origin Boxhead. Yep, and you're on the brink of death. Sure am. Uh, not doing too good. Got a bit of bronchitis, as that Excellent. lady in that video says on Facebook. I'm going to sit there with you at Origin tomorrow night. Unless anyone wants to buy our tickets for 500 to go, I'd be happy to sell them for 500 to go. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> we'll just punish ourselves with alcohol. That'll get rid of my sickness. Yes, yes. Yeah. Two is new. Give us a call. Still looking for sponsorship. You yeah. can sponsor the pod. Lewis takes some free beers and medicate myself. Excellent. <sighs> All right. Well, what we're going to do, it's a bit of a messy day. Um, obviously, time-wise, gossip, yourself, MG is going to be on for an origin preview, but it's all broken up because we've got prior commitments. So me and you first up. You're making excuses for people, mate. Mate, we're all busted up. <clears throat> we're going to do the fast five, uh, review the games, answer fan questions. Mm-hmm. I'll do the rest of the fan questions later on because they're obviously going to keep coming. MG is going to come on. As well, he's a bit busy today, so we're about to reschedule that. Do an origin preview with him, and gossip will be on later. But fast five, best, worst, high, low. Any questions coming out of this shortened round? Who is your best? Uh, Joey Leilua and Elijah Taylor are my best two players. I couldn't really pick a team because I thought um, I just don't like these rounds. So I know we're not going to go too too in depth on it. We're going to focus more on origin. But uh, the weekend, yeah, didn't didn't really. Engage much excitement in me. I thought probably the Knights were the best performed team, to be fair. I thought for them to challenge Parramatta, and they probably should have won that game. Um, and the other one was the Tigers. The Tigers were, were pretty good, but they're playing the Broncos without all their stars. So I'll get into that shortly. What about yeah. yours? I don't, I've, I've had some other people make the argument for that game that are oh, oh, missing Farrah, Woods, etc. as well, and Tedesco. I, I can agree with Tedesco. Farrah, I honestly think they play better, but I'm not going to get into that until we start. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> our reviews my best was Joey Leilua I think he's the form centre of the competition this year that right side of the Canberra attack is absolutely outstanding can you tell a- me how if Josh Morris if Josh Jugan's out how doesn't Joey Leilua come in I don't know and I've heard yesterday again I, I respect Sterlo's opinion but he's going he has to do this for a bit longer I'm like well yeah I, I, I can I can. we have other that. people though you know and I, I get the whole thing well you going. look at Blake Ferguson I think Joey Leilua's had a much better season than Blake Ferguson yeah and, and he played for Australia and he's had time out of the game and come back so if you want to talk about consistency and he's cleaned his act up Leilua my yeah. biggest uh you know, gripe on him was his discipline and just that he's got a lot of grub and stupidity in it's, his game, but I haven't seen it this year. It's all been motivation and environment. I think he had a good environment at the Roosters, but he obviously had the trouble with the ex-misses. He's a bit younger. Yeah, but he would come into grade, people forget, as an 18-year-old and play in the grand final. He's younger than me. Um, I know that. But That's just, what I'm saying. The, when he's younger, that you tend to make stupid decisions. The environment and, also hurts your motivation, though. He's been in a couple of bad environments, you know, teams that aren't winning, and you see him kind of go off the rails. I think the, for the first time... 
he's really comfortable in his surroundings. He's, and getting, he's maturing. Showing on the field and the way he's playing. He's an absolute wrecking ball. I'd love to know the tackle breaks for this year. He's just pinballing people. That well, flip him pass. And, between him and Rapana, there'd be a million. Even that flip pass, though. And yeah. the, the yardage work. The, when you come out of dummy half and you make 30 metres in the middle of the ruck from a set start, something's going all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he was outstanding. What about your worst? Well... I'm happy to be corrected on this, but I think Queensland, they're pulling another illness injury scam here with Cooper Cronk. I don't think uh, there's as much in this as what they're making out. Um, and for people in Queensland that are going to say, well, give us some evidence. Well, last year, I'll give you some uh, prior injuries or prior injury crises from Queensland where you know those players have gone on to play. Game one last year was Darius Boyd uh, Achilles, Justin Hodges' ankle, both played. Game two, it was Billy Slater's shoulder. He played. Game three, it was Matt Scott's neck, Boyd, uh, Darius Boyd's groin, and Josh Papali's knee. They all played. Mm. So I'm going to throw it out there. I think they're talking shit, basically, yeah. Queensland. I, I don't get this fascination that they have with having to have some sort of illness or crisis every every camp <coughs> to take the pressure off them. I, I don't understand. <coughs> Good times, bronchitis. I'm calling it out. I'm calling them out on it. And yeah. if he doesn't play tomorrow, I'll ha- be happily stand corrected and I'll apologise on next week's show. Well, as a store, oh, actually, I probably won't. As a store man, I'm kind of death riding him because I hope he does that and then plays against Penrith on Saturday. That's just me being greedy. No. Um, but either way, they've got nothing to complain about anyway. They've got a form half and the partner of Jonathan Thurston waiting to take the spot. It's just every so. origin camp. There's always going to be this whole drum about, oh, he's injured, will he play? Yeah, but you can blame the play? media for that as well, though. Uh, they need something to drum oh, on. Oh, 100%. So. But- Let's talk about the game. I, like, I haven't even really spoken about the game. I haven't heard anyone analyse the game in the media yet. No, they haven't. And that's what I'm saying. They need something to beat up every day. The other day it was, we were bagging them about their players. Yeah, or... but this is a TMZ shit. Like, a, a TMZ, you yeah, know, that's, that's why the we're, social media That's why we're side. here to talk football. Well, talk football. Yeah, I, don't wanna, I don't care whether Cooper Cronk will play or not. Like, he's either going to play or he's not. The speculation isn't going to help him, no. is it? Well, you know, no. Like, Today's the day. It's all happening. They're here in Sydney and everyone's going, oh, he he's doesn't playing. Have, he doesn't have to run, blah, blah, blah. Today's running. If he's not good, Morgan's playing. Simple. Yeah, so he's, we're play, he's playing. But they just love to beat it up, so they've got something to talk about every day. I hope he doesn't play. It'll be good for us. But... Yeah, it'll be good for me too, because mm. then he'll probably be good for Saturday. Good times. Mm. Down in Melbourne against Penrith. Uh, my worst was just the four games. I hate the shortened round. I, uh, I didn't think the games were too bad. I didn't think any of them were really standouts. I probably enjoyed the Sunday game the most just for the brand of football that Canberra played. That was your worst, wasn't it? Especially in the second half. My worst is just a short round. Yeah. I, I missed my, well, that's super... my That's my highlight, the fact it's over. I missed my Super Saturday. I wanted to watch three games. Yeah. I, I, I hate these rounds. It's rubbish. I'd rather just stand alone. Yeah. Stand alone Origins. Give us full rounds of the NRL. Uh, and that's my highlight. Yeah. And we're only one, one sleep away from Origin. I, I love Origin. Well, luckily for me, I had to work. So it kind of took away. Usually I'd record and come out and watch it. But, yeah, once that game was over, I was disappointed. And yeah. then I went to work anyway. So I was Look, like, I, uh, yeah, I'm wrapped Origins here, but it corrupts the comp. Yeah, well, my highlight, if yours, is that being over. Mine was the night's effort last night. Again, basically, like you said, for the circumstances, the team they've got on the field, the fact they're having to cycle through players and uh, their confidence has taken a beating. I thought their effort was outstanding. Unlucky not to get the win. And the fact that Nathan Ross hasn't had a dive since we since I called him out on Twitter for it. He played well last night. He did. Um, and Canberra's comeback, I enjoyed that second half. I was dirty on the bunker, and I'm getting that in my questions, I suppose. The fact that that decision, yeah, see, I, I, I don't I, understand. I could, I could see where they were coming from, but, the first, but there is the absolutely no way that I could prove it. 
No, but that's the first angle was basically on the line and above it. Mm. So how can you overturn it if you stand up? As a no, I thought I thought on one of the views there was space between the ball and the line. But there's absolutely hundred percent exactly right, and, and there's not. absolutely no way that I could prove that hundred percent. It was ridiculous, just stupid. They make a rod for their own back. Nah. And sporting karma, like we talk about, always. Well, oh, and then there was an error and a try, yeah. anyway, wasn't there? And then yeah. Canberra sporting karma happened. Whiten was having a bad day. Smashes Parrot. They get an error. Yeah, they head up the other end of the field and score, and then they went on a bit of a run. Tapai got a couple of tries. They they got back over the top of them. So. Things did even out, but I did enjoy that second half comeback. But low light, what was yours? Uh, well, just the fraud wins from the Tigers and the Dragons. Like the Tigers, you beat the Broncos without half their team. Congratulations. And the Dragons won more so for me. The Dragons, they beat the Cowboys without yeah their four best players. Clearly, congratulations like, that you defended six line out, uh, six dropouts, and all the rest of it. Yeah, but and you still probably should have lost the game. You, same as yeah. same as uh, same as the Tigers. I mean, Brisbane again for the second week in a row. Those halves cocked up the end of the game. game. Trying to, trying to, well, trying to, even trying to set up for a field goal at the end of the game. It was terrible. Yeah, they were way too conservative. Both those sides. The Cowboys completed over ninety percent, but yeah. didn't try to throw anything at them until the end. And the Broncos did the same. When the yeah. Broncos needed points, they found them. But they played well, well conservative. I'll give the Tigers right their forward pack got over them. But again, people are like, oh well, they're missing players too. They were missing their whole forward. Yeah, Brisbane missed their whole forward pack yeah. basically. The best yardage winger, who people forget how well he starts their sets off. That was a big problem the other night. Their set starts were terrible because you don't have yeah, Oates winding up. The yeah, cohesion of just having to bring Tell in me how many times you see Oates take it from the back fence and make 15 yeah, metres and drag two or three blokes it's in It's not time. that. It's not one player. It's just nah, more... All those guys line. is accumulative. And yeah. then Boyd helping out sorting the defence. Yeah, the Tigers know they go better without Farris. That was probably a help yeah. that he's not playing. Woods they've played without mm-hmm. for half the season anyway. So... Leave me alone. And Tedesco's injured. So they're not out for origin. They're out. They've, they've been out for weeks. Yeah, well, Tedesco's been out. I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. And, uh, the, the Farrah thing I was going to get on to, basically we get there, but I've said it before, that he should have basically been gone and he hinders them as a pair of halves. And when he's not there, I thought both played pretty well. Well, there's too many cooks. Too many people that want the ball. Mo- Farrah Moses, wants the ball. Moses wants the ball. I thought Moses was poor early on, especially kicking-wise, but Brooks in particular looks a lot better than Farrah. Yeah, but like, the ball he laid Farrah on. because... Moses plays better when Brooks isn't there. So I think they're all just dominant. You've got three dominant ball players in your side. You can't, it can't happen. Mm-hmm. Tedesco is so good because he, he doesn't ball play at all, really. He just runs. Well, that's he why he's so dominant. As well, when they need him to. Well, he, but he doesn't. He doesn't have to. And that's that's the beauty of him. You can't say he doesn't set up tries. He does. When they want to use him as a link. He man. sets him up with his running. Yeah. Not but you can't say he can't ball play, though. Well, he, but he doesn't have to. He can ball he, play. And he doesn't try to. He does a very good job. Uh, my low light was the Austin No trial that we talked about. The bunker again. I'm just I'm flabbergasted most weeks. No, don't go into great depth about it. And the uh, Sims exit. I think it's poor. Not they're t- saying this year hasn't been confirmed yet, but it may happen. But the principle of it no, is he told he's told teammates. Yeah, but basically the principle of it is, and my issue with it is, he's gone there. He says I want to stay here long term. Blah blah blah. But then he's basically on them saying it's about my future. So he wants four years, money and all the rest of it. Nathan Brown's basically like, well, you're playing in the moment in the beaten up side. You've got some profile and you're basically just trying to cash in on it and take the easy road. You're not even our best player at the moment. So I'm not going to give you the security of four years and a lot of money. And he's going, oh, well, I want out then. And I applaud Nathan Brown for basically saying, all right, go for gold. Mm. Find the door. It's a strange signing by the Dragons. If you want four years, though, and good money at a rebuilding club, you need to be the best player every week. 
He hasn't been that. You're not going to pay. You're not going to pay big money for a back row no. who's inconsistent and he's injury prone. And, and for the Dragons set up, they're talking. They, everyone's been strumming him for years, and he he hasn't really lived up to any sort of expectation in my books. Like he, he hasn't played Origin yet, has he? No, he's been on the borderline. Played a five of country games. So leave me alone. You're not an Origin player. He's he's demanding Origin international money. Well, he's still basically, and he's certainly not playing like it week in week out. As you they said. reckon they're going to give him close to four hundred where he's going. Yeah, so that's smart business. Still pretty good coin. Yeah. Uh, for that, but yeah. Smart business on his behalf, but yeah, smart business. Not his the money, but the dragons. The they got Frizzell and Thompson. What's wrong yeah, with that? Thompson's the one who's looking on the outer. Really? Yeah. I'd rather Thompson than. Well, that's where it's looking at the moment. So I, I don't know if that's a money thing again, but he's basically on the same wicket. He left Canberra for almost identical money. Yeah. So they're basically just trading Thompson uh, for Sims. So see what happens there. Uh, questions? What do you got? Uh, what do we got here? Hang on, they're up the top. What did, did you learn anything over the weekend? Out of those games, I learnt what I thought about Jerome Hughes that he's a good footballer, and that if the Dragons are looking to sign him, it's probably not a bad idea. But if I'm Jerome Hughes, I'm not going to the Dragons. But in order to play first grade, sometimes you have to. So yeah, I'd, I'd be making uh, moves. How do we fix the NRL over the Origin period? It needs to be standalone. Yeah, okay. We've talked about this a hundred times, but uh, other things over the weekend. Oh, well, one I want to take if you're going on that road. Canberra, how do they fit all these forwards in now? They've got Paulo getting there. I don't know. And can they be a legitimate threat? I, I, I reckon I they are, but they're, they're defence. They've got to fix it. It's terrible. It absolutely kills me. I put it up on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Like after We've talked about tries, it a hundred times. Just sliding off the ball while the while the player with the footies on your inside. I, I don't get it. And for people to say that it's not coaching, that's coaching. That's Your coaching. job is to fix that as a coach. Attitude. And it's been happening for weeks. When people say attitude, that's your contact uh, and your intent. That's, that. Exactly. Defensive, like coaching and structure, is when you just make poor decisions. Like blokes not coming in, or we've seen. Uh, yeah, I think last year one of the best bits of footage to describe how bad their decision making. Edric comes in on the same bloke as Croker. Lewis throws a two man cutout pass, and Holmes just walks in. Yeah. And on my issue line, is you've got one guy sliding, one guy coming in. Yeah. Like, but the golden rule on your line is you have to move off your. We've line. We've got to get up. They stand on their line, basically waiting for to come and wait and wonder why people crash it's over. Ridiculous. Uh, that, Ridiculous. That in by try was basically the best example. They all slid to the right. He just propped <laughs> off one foot, and all of a sudden there was a huge hole to go. A monkey could have scored that try. Yeah. Like, for the fact that he's he's squared up on the ball and they're sliding off him. You know who they are? But it's basically, in the principle of their team, they're the Warriors. Attack-wise, they could absolutely blow you off the, the park. Warriors don't defend that bad. Nah. Or, or, they know. don't. They Seriously, they don't. Structurally, they don't. Effort-wise, they're, they're terrible. Attack-wise, though, they're very Warriors-esque. They can blow you off the park if they want to. But defensively, the attitude's poor. Mm. And the, the structure is terrible. It's it's definitely a structure thing. But, yeah, if they can fix that. And the forward pack, I, I did Mounties again on the weekend. They're 10-1. and There's more than five or six guys there that should be playing in a row. Yeah. Now, that well stopped at the moment. Um, it's ridiculous. Uh, so the fact that Paulo's going, I think the one who's obviously on the out is Frank Paul. He's pulled out a couple of weeks in a row now from playing cup, and I don't think it's because of injury. There's yeah. been no talk for that, so I think he's just not happy with the situation, which is too bad. He should have done a better job while he was in first grade. So looking uh, pretty good, the green machine. Morgan or Cronk, who would you prefer? Cronk. I'd prefer Cronk as well, but as but I said I, before, it's a, it's a pretty good trade if you yeah. had to make one. If, if there's one player that I'd say if Cronk's out to play with Thurston, it'd be Morgan. Yeah, so. well, you've got the perfect replacement, don't you? So it's, I don't I don't know. I'm not really going to make a judgment on it until I see Thurston and Morgan playing an origin game. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they need Cronk, not not so much for Thurston, I think more so for the whole, the whole team. The I, whole think, team I think they need the more, kicking game. Got more cohesion with Cronk. Uh, I think Thurston, it's not going to affect Thurston, so it's, it doesn't matter. I think 
holistically, when you look at the whole side, it's going to have a bigger effect on Queensland Mate, as kid, a team. The kicking crocs game. out, not that's, on person. That's all you can put it on. Morgan doesn't kick a whole lot for the Cowboys, and also on. I think it'll have an effect on Smith. You know, because yeah. Smith doesn't have that link with Morgan and Thurston. Nah, but whereas he's got it with Cronk. JT, even at club, he does a lot of short kicking, but their long kicking and their field position kicking is mostly Lock and Coop. Yeah, and Morgan doesn't kick a whole lot either. So to me, that's the biggest thing. In the wet, in a game where we're going to try and bash them out of it and try and grind them, they need Cooper Cronk. We, were this, we sat there the other year and we dominated him for the first 35 minutes and Cronk was kicking from inside his 20 or 30 and still finding grass. Yeah. And that was what cost us. Our kicking game was disgusting. I think it was 2013 maybe. We won game one, mm. something like that. But that kicking game to me, that's the one reason you need him there. Yeah. Uh, Broncos kicking. I reckon at the moment you could say, is this going to cost them the grand final or well, a finals game at this point in time? They... Their fifth tackle options are terrible. Yeah. Hunt and Milford really need to address this and fast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, right. it's a lot bigger issue, though. Than well, it's, as I said, it's been two weeks in a row. They've I'll get better, up. but I think even during the year... But I think year. also, Bennett's got to peel all this back in the fact that at the start of those two sets, like, let's look at the two field goal sets in the last two weeks, <laughs> in the fact that at the start of the set, other half's talking about the direction of the set, where we want to end up, and secondly, if, if they are... Are the players listening and getting to the points where they need to be? Because to me, it looks, especially last week, like the players running the ball weren't getting into position, weren't laying the correct lines for them to kick the field goal um, in the correct spot. There was only one set last week, obviously, when Hunt, uh, Milford had the shot from right in front, which he cocked up, that they got in good position. Otherwise, they were taking shots from under pressure. Um, and then this week, yeah, they just they got it wrong again. Yeah. All right, well, that's our fast but five. But I think their long-kicking game is of, of concern. I don't think Hunt's got a very long-kicking game. Like, his is obviously... Yeah, you watched the grand final but... even last year. Like I said, they shut down in second half to try to grow in games out. Their yeah. kicking in the grand final last year also hurt them. You yeah. can see it's still much this much of a concern this far on. One of them either needs to become the dominant one as far as fifth tackle options, or they both, in general, still need to work on it. Yeah. And the field goal set up your 100%, right? That was terrible against, you know, an ordinary side. They basically should have found themselves in going point. But yeah. that's our fast five. We'll do your questions that you've put up at the end, and I'll do the rest of them later on uh, as they get posted during the day. But reviews of the games, Broncos-Tigers, 19-18, the Tigers get the job done there. It basically felt that the Broncos were under the gun the whole game, especially coming out of yardage. They couldn't get anywhere. They obviously didn't roll uh, as easy as they used to, missing four forwards. Corey Oates, who starts their sets off so well. And defensively, I think they did okay to hang in, considering they had a, a linchpin in a spot of Jaden Sewer playing on an edge in the back row, which is pretty hard for an 18-year-old yeah. coming in. I thought he did a pretty good job, but uh, without Boyd there, all those bits and pieces showed. But the Tigers, to me, they basically dominated the middle third of the field. They had some older guys there that did a number on some of these young blokes, but you know they like the killer blow, really. Yeah, and did. I think at the end of the day... They were come, more dominant. Yeah, definitely, but it come down end of the day that I thought Brisbane as well for as much as they're under the gun found themselves a little bit too conservative and when they needed points they found them and it was basically like we said the fifth tackle options really really hurt them on a lot of occasions and then that field goal set up yeah. they, they blew it yeah well they did they did I, but you said it before in the fact that they, they started to play footy in the last 10-15 minutes it just, just felt like they were every, just trying to week. grind the game out um, yeah but even more so this week in the fact that you know you're not without your stars, so you need to change it up a little you're, you're bit. You're a coach, and I said it last week. You're playing, well, mate, you play the strange. Cowboys, you're not sending negative messages out, basically saying to shut down. No, you want to beat, the you want to beat them. Finish the Put job. The game away, because if yeah. you don't, they're going to come after you, and they've done it to them multiple times. If they're going to win this comp, 80-minute performances, just being ruthless. None of this are able to shut down now. Yeah. I don't like it. No, I, I, I love Wayne Bennett, and you are a smart man. He is a smart man, but seriously, 
Uh, you've got to breed that for the whole year. You can't go on and off game to game. If you're going to beat the Cowboys, you're going to beat Melbourne, even the Sharks now. They're not going to get away with it trying to skimp two or three tries, kick penalty goals and shut down. Yeah. They have to put teams to the sword and do a real good number on them and make sure they finish the job. Yeah. Um, Hard to argue. Elijah Taylor, I tell you what, he signed for six months. He's obviously looking for a better deal off the back of this, whether it's at the Tigers or elsewhere. He's doing himself no harm. He's no, outstanding. He's the halves did a lot better without Farrell, like we said, and that, that's pretty obvious because he's not there spoiling it and taking first priority and giving them average ball. They got a lot of good early ball. Yeah, uh, I thought Brooks in particular looked pretty sharp. Moses, some of the fifth tackle options weren't great early on, but he was a lot better at the back end. And Addo Carr, I know Melbourne haven't announced it yet, so I don't know if it's official. They reckon they've agreed in principle, but they need to get that deal done. Yeah, He's a good player. He'd look very nice on the other side if uh, Corey Beatty's exiting. So. Brisbane, I thought Sua did himself well for an 18-year-old. Oh, of um, course he did. Especially defensively. He got hammered. He made 40 tackles, only missed one. Yep. Uh, one was unfortunately for a try, but if you're 18, you're getting asked to start and do that job. I thought he did really well. Arrow didn't get a whole lot of opportunity. Again, he got put on a bit late, mostly out the tackle. Pengai definitely showed he's got some power, but that late shot I wasn't a big fan of. No. Um, when I watched it in fast again, I kind of thought he could have pulled out, but maybe not. But, yeah, slow motion always makes it look worse. So, McCulloch gone for six weeks. That's a big thing out of this game. Oh, massive blow. That hurts. Massive blow. It was, they struggled without him to start with. I mean... <laughs> who goes in there? Yeah, Nick Nicarima again, yeah. but that's just a huge blow. Like I said, he's the most underrated part of this spine that doesn't get enough appreciation, and he's higher to me in origin standings. I know Friend's probably next up, but McCulloch for me is right there as well when people talk about Granville and these other Queensland players. I think McCulloch is safe as houses, and that, that's going to hurt. Yeah, uh, The Broncos, a uh, hard one for them. They've got a turnaround. They've got to go to New Zealand to play the Warriors on Saturday, so it wouldn't surprise me if Wayne rested some players. I think he did that last year. Yeah. A couple of times. And the Tigers, they play the Roosters. So, uh, when's, what's their turnaround? They play on Sunday. A bit more of a turnaround. Woods and Farrah, they're both probably going to play some decent minutes, but you'd think they might both back up. The second game, the Dragons 14-10 over the Cowboys. Similar to the Broncos, basically, like I said before, got the feeling they were very conservative and completing it above 90% proves that. Um, and when they wanted to at the end, they kind of found some points, but it was just too late and... Full credit to the Dragons to be all gritty as usual, but they struggle in attack. Yeah, they defended six-line dropouts, and they probably deserved the win, but you knocked it on the head with basically what I said as well to a few people yesterday. It's a false win. Yeah, it is. Um, it's you get fraud. them without both their front rows, their halves pairing in a centre, and a young kid who's a fullback playing at six, and with Cootie, like, I think they did enough to get the job done, but again, probably too conservative for the way they played. Like 39 of 43 sets, that's really, really good, but you need to do something with the ball. Correct. Um, but, yeah, the Dragons still don't scare me at all. And, you know, this period probably puts them in a position to make the eight, in all honesty. But uh, it's going to be a bit like last year, I think. Most of the bottom half of the eight, I don't see anyone... The Dragons are just, again, plodding away. And they're only two points now behind the Cowboys and the Broncos. So, on the ladder, I mean... And this is what they did last year. They sort of... You got yeah. to within, you know, after origin and thought, Jesus, there's eight games to go. They only need to win three or four to get into the eight. Yeah. So... They're just doing a good job of accumulating points, um, you know, in those games. It's more those improvement, 50, 50 games. I don't see improvement. No, I don't either. I think they're exactly the same side as they were last yeah. last year. They're going to end end up in the bottom of the eight and probably out either first week or second week. Yeah, and you've got Dugan now missing a bit of time. But for them, that's who they are. Like that's yeah, their that identity. They, they know who, they know that's who they are. You know, whether whether they're great to watch, they're probably not. Um, no. You know, the Cowboys are going to be much better at the end of the year. And, I mean, the Cowboys lapped them 40-odd nil up in North Queensland only six yeah, weeks with ago. A full so. side. And that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a fraud win. Definitely. Yeah. 
I, re- I said to keep the eye on Jerome Hughes. What did you think? I think he's. I, I thought he was solid. I think he's first. It's his first game. game. It's his second game. He played. Sorry, for, second. Well, yeah, yeah. Let, let, it's his first game for the Cowboys. You know, in this side. I don't know his... how they ever decided that was a good idea letting him go. Yeah, I thought he was okay. Uh, I thought he was good. Set one up. Love with him, but... Scored one, did his job playing at six. He's usually more accustomed to fullback. Tamalolo was an absolute beast, as always. Uh, you know, Benji was pretty good. I suppose it's probably one of his better games. But again, under those circumstances, I can't read too much. You know, Nightingale and Aiken. Aiken's been really strong since country. So, yeah. Yeah, fraud win. I uh, don't apologise for that. Dugan, three to six weeks, I reckon. So, that's an interesting one. Yeah, well, I heard three. So they, they've gone the early end of it, but the actual surgery is usually four to six. Okay. So we're yeah, going to have to wait and see how keen they are to push him to get back. But the Cowboys, they get Newcastle at home on a Saturday. So I don't know if everyone backs up or not, but that's a pretty good game to be getting after Origin as far as scheduling. Yeah. He's concerned for them. And on the flip side, you've got the Dragons. They've got the bye. So week off for them. Canberra Dogs, 32-20. Dogs got the fast start. I thought Eastwood had a massive game. Tom and Graham. Um, the, we talked about Canberra's defense. A lot of those tries were soft. The first one was just a ridiculously poor read. Three or four blokes jammed in. And Bias really good off that scrum start, getting that ball out to the edge there. The, a bloke who had to play after playing reserve grade the day before, Rima Smith, which is another story. Um, Des and Dogs weren't happy, obviously, about the Josh Morris setup, which is probably the, the biggest clear-cut case, I think, so far for standalone origin. Yeah. That they had to go in that circumstance, but... 2010 at half time was a little bit worried, not about Canberra scoring points, but just the way they concede. Oh, they, they concede yeah. so poorly. Um, they were off the pace. I thought Canberra off the pace for the first 20 of both halves. Mm. They were they were really poor. Their enthusiasm was poor. Uh, they were making a lot of errors, just dumb footy, <coughs> and then the back end of both halves, they lit up. So they're just one of those sides at the moment that are they are where they are because of the fact that they can't be consistent no. throughout a full 80. Well, after that no try, they definitely sparked up a bit. White and put that hit on. They got the football back. Uh, they went down the other end. The Hodgson-Baptiste, like Hodgson helping out with the halves there and having the double hookers on the field, that made a difference. Leilua ran wild to Pine. Showed some more promise. Like we said, now Paulo's on the way as well. That's well, yeah, a yeah. massive side. Yeah, with, name me a bigger side. Again, but dynamic too. There's speed, there's footwork, there's offloads. It is a ridiculous pack they're building. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you fit them all on the field. I hear Mitch Barnett. Bloke I like a lot might be going back to Newcastle, so tough times ahead, but he's a local boy and he wants to play some grades, so if that's what he wants. But, yeah, Frank Paul not getting a run. Jared Kennedy's probably in their best forward in cup. He can't get a run. There's a lot of guys for them uh, stocked up. And and Priest, obviously, got his opportunity this year. He got dropped this week as well, so they've got a decent backlog. Yeah, they do. They do. Depth in the forward pack is important, obviously. Good situation to be in. And then, like, uh, Sammy Williams and Lachlan Croker. So halves, nine, Baptiste playing off the bench with Hodgson. They're pretty good in all spots. I think fullback's still the issue, though. Whiten made four or five errors again. Yeah. Um, Zach Sano used to play for North Queensland. Really good in cup. I think physically is the big issue in the NRL. He's only a lightweight. Yeah. But watching him, he's putting some grabber kicks in, fifth tackle. He ball plays quite well. He's pretty safe. I think the bigger problem is more carrying the football. Yeah. Uh, in the NRL, he would get bullied a bit more. I don't think Ricky's going to go he's there. Not a, he's not a massive body, nah. is he? They love Jack White, and I think they'd stick with him. But, yeah, the way I've watched Sano play and how good he's been at Mounties, I definitely couldn't say he would look out of place, but I think they'll stick with Jack. So. Yeah. Bulldogs, um, disadvantaged a little bit. I've got to give a rap to Remus. If you're coming in the day after playing a reserve grade game, he's done pretty good to grab two tries and help a little bit in yardage. But yeah, uh, not, the most, uh, not the normal circumstances to be getting your debut, but worked out pretty well. Oh, it did. Yeah, absolutely. They 
He was. Uh, he probably could have had three. There was one called back because of a, a forward pass, yeah. and then late um, there was a pass that went behind. People sort of chipped him a little bit for that. Um, the Leilua flick, but he sort of he had to come in. But if he didn't come in, he, he scores on his inside shoulder. Yeah, that's the kind of form Leilua. The, the only in. the only thing that I criticised him, he should have come in earlier. I thought, like if he can land on the pass, yeah. um, or at least force Leilua play to play early, and then the, the defence out the back could have come across, but. That's a split second decision, and he's only young. He kids. held off to the absolute minuscule last. He gave his centre a chance. I'll give him that. Yeah, a lot of guys make poor decisions, coming straight away and panic. He held off. That's more the centre. It was literally got on the outside of. Like you said, he ended up making that choice. Sorry, Leilua got on the outside of the centre. Yeah, he did a good job though, Leilua. That was very Matt King, Steve Turner esque the way he's going at the moment. Matty King always used to do a really good job yeah. of getting the winger to bite in, get the ball to Steve Turner, but uh, massive by Joey Leilua and Canberra. They get Manly Friday night. Papali, the only one. Backing up for them, Manly, Nate Miles, I think Cherry Evans and a few guys went to camp, Walker, so don't know how they'll be affected, but this is big for Canberra. They really need to get on a run. They've got Brisbane and the Cowboys coming up. They get the Cowboys without their origin players, but they get the Titans again, they get the Tigers again. There's some fixtures here to really start putting a run together and try and push to bank themselves properly in the top eight, where they need to be. Like we said, they're blowing games they shouldn't have so far. And uh, the Dogs, they've got Cronulla Monday night, so they get a decent turnaround to get their origin players back. Both have a couple out, so that should be a fairly even contest. I don't know if that one's at Belmore again, like it was last year. That's something I'm not too sure about. Hang on, I'll check. What is it? Uh, uh, The Monday night. This weekend? Yeah. Is that at Belmore, or is that ANZ between the Sharks and them? No, it's ANZ. It is ANZ. ANZ, Last year, I know they played there. I I thought they were going to take two games there again this year, so I wasn't sure if that was one of them. Uh, the game to wrap things up, Eels, Newcastle, 2018. Great effort, but no result. Um, you th- I thought Ross was good. I thought Sione finally defensively looked a lot better. He's starting to improve and looks like he's keen to you know, not be written off or be that guy that just fades away a little bit, which is something I've been waiting to see yeah. attitude-wise. He looks like he's trying to make an impression. Paulie, Paulie, Safidi, there's a couple of young guys there, and Hodkinson was pretty good. Eels, I thought, were flat, but at the same time, everything that's happening... Lost foreign fairly early. Scott took a bump. Takarangi played for a while, an injury. I thought Wicks copped a, a hit and played on, and uh, they definitely toughed it out. But Manu Mahu, Rad Rara, these kind of guys. Bevan French to get a try, and then that save at the end on Ross. That's oh. a pretty good way, again, to debut. It's that was just, an incredible tackle. Oh, save, save the game. Ridiculous. Um, Sims, like I said, on the way out, and Corbin, he showed a bit of Ashton last night, got fairly fired up, yeah. threw a nice swing and arm. Speaking of Ashton, he got in a massive punch-up on the weekend. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Leeds and Warrington. old mate Singleton or whatever, he picked the wrong guy to punch, because let me tell you, after he threw one, Ashton didn't look shocked, Ashton started swinging straight away. He uh, he got a few in himself, but, oh, but I tell he, you he what, got to the buffet first. He's lucky he threw first, because Sims started throwing him there. Yeah, he always did. He got, he got I don't going. know whether he landed me. Oh, but. I tell you what, though, there's not many, if you're going to swing at someone straight up, he's one that I definitely have to throw first at. Oh, yeah. He didn't fall, though. He got in. They're lucky he's That's why I like the Super League. It's a lose. His teammates got there quick, though. Probably did him a favour. Because <laughs> once he saw red, I was waiting for the tomahawk to come out again. He start throwing elbows. Big Ashton. Uh, yeah, Newcastle, full credit to the effort last night. They were, they were pretty good. Uh, but Parramatta. You tell you, I know it's been a rough week for him, but Norman was ordinary. He looked... So, but I thought Foran was pretty ordinary as well when he was on the field. Yeah, Norman in particular, there was a thought Isaac Luke was... Uh, Isaac Luke. Isaac DeGoyce was playing dumb. The forearm um, and all the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, just... There was a lot of stuff last night. I, I did love Bo Scott with the ref. On top like, of that, I, I, I totally say, agreed before Bo Scott was... Does Henry Perinara, to you, seem like he showed a bit now? I liked him a couple of years ago. I, you but know I get what? the feeling now I that he's totally to take disagreed stage. with the scrum 
where Takarangi ran into the ref. I don't know where Takarangi was supposed to go. Yeah. If you drew a line from Takarangi to the player that he was going to tackle, he was going straight towards him. Yeah. He's sort of saying, well, the ref shouldn't, the ref's got to be somewhere. I'm like, well, not there. Yeah. Not in the, not in the inside shoulder gap they between do, A and They usually scrum. do stand on the short side. I'll give him that. Yeah, she, he should have been closer to the scrum. Yeah, should have stayed in there. Like, you stand at five metres from the scrum, mate. Stand right next to the scrum. Yeah. Well, so you can't impede the defence, you monkey. The Eels, they get the bye. Uh, Newcastle doesn't get any easier. They play the Cowboys after a few blokes have played Origin, but it's still going to be a tough ask. Your questions for the time being or what's been put up so far. Cameron Patmore, what is it about the Tigers when Farrah isn't there? Well, basically what we said before. Too many people trying to spoil the broth, and I think they get better early ball because they're the key figures when he's not playing. That's the thing. Yeah, they want... Look, the the attacking style that Jason Taylor's tried to implement last year um, is that they want to they want to base it off trying to get quick play of the balls and getting the ball out of dummy half quick. And you can't do that while you got Robbie Farrow there. That's why he moved him on. Mm. He tried so, to move him on. Well, he tried to. and But it's actually proven his point. Well, they're 4-1. Proven him they're correct. Play. Um, and that's no slight on Robbie Farrow. I think Robbie Farrow is very good. Um, but he needs to be in the right... You know, paired with the right halves and, the, and under the right system. You know, if you want to make your hooker the focal point of your attack, he's a perfect hooker. Um, like you know, Smith, Smith is very much like that as well. But you know, <coughs> while ever they've got two halves, two young halves <coughs> trying to, to develop, uh, they're going to struggle. Well, the best three players now and moving forward are going to be those halves and the fullback. Yeah, and their development's been hindered because he's the kingpin or wants to be the kingpin. Yeah, there's a lot of ego involved. I think there's going to be an issue again very soon. 100%. Um, it's going to come to a head again, and the Tigers, good times, just keep up the away. 100%. Love your work. Matty Timbrell, which combo scares you more? Cronk and JT or Morgan and JT? Well, I think, again, another one we touched on. I love Morgan. I think he's physical. These two play together, but the big thing you're missing here is the kicking game. And anyone that watches the Cowboys, Coot's left foot, which is why I thought it was a good option for us at fullback, is very, very good. He's got good long kicking. You can also kick short. That I think Cooper Cronk, especially in the conditions they're going to be playing him, is vital for Yeah, them. but I just think Cronk's cohesion with the whole team. Yeah. Cronk and, J, uh, and JT and Lockyer. the other thing. So Cronk, JT, Lockyer have played 25 of the or have combined in 25 of the last 30 State of Origin games. You just said Lockyer. Yeah, I did. That's what I'm saying. Over the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right, Lockyer, Cronk, Thurston have been the halves in 25 of the 30 games. Yeah, they've had three halves. Well, yeah, yeah. And, and a combination of whoever. Right? That, throw Lockyer in there. It could have been Lockyer, but Thurston, Lockyer, Even having Lockyer, the, the Melbourne boys with JT, you look at Australia and Queensland. And how many games has Smith missed over that time? None. Well, that's what I'm saying. So basically you've had, you've had uh, a solid combination, nine, six, seven, for what's that? You know, yeah. 80% of the, the time, also, more than 85%. The only small interchange has been the fullback spot while Billy's been hurt. But G.I. was at Melbourne, played at fullback, yeah. and has played with the, all those and guys. And there was an argument and there. And Boyd's that... also been Australia and Queensland set up with them the whole way as well. Yeah. So it's very, very easy to keep yeah. going. Look, I mean... I'm not saying Morgan interested... throws it all out. No, no. I, well, he definitely doesn't. And as I said before... Still not the same. The next best thing is, is JT's club partner, yeah. which is Morgan. So if you're going to have... You've got number one and number two there to yeah. pair with him. And that's why I think... DCE struggled to, to fit into that concept because DCE is so used he, to just he being also, mean. He doesn't mean. control the game either, though. Kronk controls the game. Yeah, but he... he DCE doesn't... He floats in and out of games. He he run, he likes to play his way. He doesn't like to work with other people. No, but... He, that's why he was person, perfect with Matt Ballon because Matt Ballon just go bang, give him the ball. 
and he'd just be on his side of the field. If he wanted it, he just did his own thing. Yeah, people also figured out now how much organisation Foran's done, and you can see that at Parramatta. Well, that's exactly right. But that's exactly why him right. and JT didn't work. Kronk's the general who does all the little pushing around and setting things up, and it lets Thurston play. They put two guys in that basically want to do the same thing. Yeah. And it just didn't work. Uh, Daniel Friend, favourite origin moment ever for me, Hayne running into Blatchy's Blues after the order in 2014. I've got two. I think the Game 1 2004, which is on, I think it's on Foxtel today at 1.30, just quietly. I've got to set it to record, which is the one where Sean Timmons kicks a field goal, went to Golden Point, yeah, crack nine, a game. 9 8. Yeah. Uh, and the other one would be me selfishly, Brad Fittler's last game, took the intercept, they won the series um, because he'd, he'd previously retired from State of Origin. And they got lapped, I think, in um, in Queensland. He played pretty poorly uh, and came back for 2004. I think it was 2004. It was. Yeah, his last year actually retired that year. Um, we lost game two and he came back. I think he might have come back for game two and we lost it. Yeah, no, I can't I remember. remember but it was, yeah, so 2004 series for me, that was, I was in year 12 that year, so playing a lot of footy. And it was just that, that, that was the, the time when we had a side like Queensland have now. Well, we had, we had Johns, we had Fittler. You know, we had Minicello, who at the time was a golden boot. We had Badiris. You know, so we had all these dominant players in key positions, same as Queensland do now. Yeah, that's Daniel Friend. I think we answered this one last week. Someone else asked. We I, did, said, yeah, I we said did. the Sean Timmons one as well, that field goal. I really enjoyed that game. Uh, Dan Gerritsen, why does Paul Vaughan, or what does Paul Vaughan need to uh, improve on to get an origin discussion? Why did the Raiders benefit so much from Hodgson being at first receiver? Well, I think his groundwork. The big thing I thought was defensive intent and contact because he does like to go around the legs and probably isn't that dominant in a lot of rucks, but I think he's got a hell of a lot more aggressive, particularly last month, but I was a bit confused on the weekend with the, the substitute plan. I don't know how it's going to work going forward. <laughs> he put him on for the, like, the first 25. He racked up his usual 90 and a bunch of tackles, and he didn't put him on with it until about five to go. Yeah. Um, I know the game was probably flowing well for him. It's a point, and those guys did a good job, but throw Paul into the mix. I don't know what Ricky's going to do. No. He can't even keep... I don't think Ricky knows what he's going to do. In, you know, you know, control at the moment, but... Hodgson at first receiver, I think he's just a great footballer. He controls the ruck really well, but a few times early on in the year when they had to put him in the halves, when they lost uh, Austin and Caesar, and he basically did play at six those first few games, he's, he's got a good kicking game, he's smart, he controlled things well, and I don't really know what to say. He's just a really good well, it gives you It gives you a different look. He's a really good footballer. You know, it, it creates a different threat in the fact that in a set, he could be at nine and he could be at first receiver because when you put Baptiste on, they can both interchange. So it, it mucks around with your defensive spacings. If they get a quick play of the ball and he jumps in, he can create a quick play of the ball by playing over the ad line at first receiver. It's just, yeah, it gives, gives you, your team a whole new dimension in the fact that he can play both from the ruck and... Uh, one off the rock. Well, I'll tell you what, Baptiste, no fear in that man. Some of the defensive efforts. No, some he the, just knows who he is and he does his job well. Some of the launching of himself in, uh, good work by him. Jordan Palmer, biggest grab in the game. I think Greg Bird. Greg Bird. Love oh, well, I watch him every week. He's a grub. Yeah, last week wasn't too impressive. The laying down, the abusing the touch judge. And, and it's more that, like the laying down and, yeah, and all that sort of, the carry sort of stuff. I think a lot of the, uh, the Dragons players lay down. I'm with Trent Robinson in that regard. I think Paul Gallons, he's a grub, but he knows it and he owns it. Like, I mean, the elbow on Maguire. I think Josh Maguire is a grub. Can play that. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. That's Andrew, fine. They're probably the three for me, Bird, Gallon, and Maguire. Yeah, he I didn't mean, answer it. No, he basically highlighted all the ones I was going to mention anyway. Yeah. So, good. 
and Ennis is in there, but I love Ennis because he just owns Le- it. Leilua used to be a great. He owns it completely, Ennis. Like I said, I think yeah. off the field, he's, yeah, off the field, he's really well spoken, but he doesn't hide who he's on. It. Josh Reynolds is a grub. Yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Andrew Wales questions: Is there a point when the Raiders will have to ditch Whitehead? His error rate seems to be getting worse. Yeah, I don't, I don't rate him. I don't mind him to be honest. I think he's got a good set of hands. He fits it on that right edge. He's a bit, he's a bit loose. Me. I don't like him. He's a bit loose, but that whole right edge is loose. He just seems a bit vanilla for me. I don't know. I could take him or leave him. I don't think he's that bad. Uh, what's the go with the poor goal kicking this weekend? It's like the ball has frozen solid. Well, people are missing their first string goal kickers. Yeah, I was about to say Ethan thing. Lowe used to be a really good goal kicker in the 20s. but Kerrit was... Holland, I've never shanked one that bad in my time. The one he topped. He topped it. It. How do you top it? You got the dip. That was like me off the tee at Penrith Golf I don't know. How, yeah, but with a golf club, it's different. I don't know. I've got no idea how you top a, nah, top a footy. I've never done it before. He either hits it ridiculously well or ridiculously poor. Horse racing legends of the turf. What about a rep month of footy? New South Wales, Queensland with Fiji, PNG, Samoa, Tonga, North Island, South Island, under-20s, origin all over three weekends and the fourth weekend of the month have Australia versus New Zealand. Yeah. This by-round footy is garbage. I think it's got to be two weeks. It can't be three. Ah, oh, it can't be four. Four's too, too long stop to stop the comp. for a month. Uh, it's got to be a two-week window. Well, what, what days are we talking then? So I think Wayne Bennett's... I, I like Wayne Bennett's theory. So you you miss... Everyone misses our origin players for two rounds. And then you play it... What, what was... How did, he, how did he work it? Monday, Wednesday, Saturday or whatever it was over a two-week period? Yeah, I, I remember the press conference. So you play on, a, play on a Friday or play on a... I don't know, Friday, Wednesday, Sunday. So you get like a nine-day turnaround or whatever in between games. Mm. And then the rounds, origin stops over those two weekends. And then you can play your 20s origin, to me, would pull a decent crowd, wouldn't it? If you marketed it as such, like you you might only get one night of footy. Yeah. But if you just said, right, origin now is three games or two games, one night of that could be your, uh, your 20s origin plus your... Uh, plus your NRL origin, obviously. And then the other night, you could have your Pacific test if you wanted to have a round robin or a tri-series or something over the three three weekends. Yeah, well, and, and it, just put that on the other night. Either way you look at it, I think it's as simple as this. They, it's more TV as well. Channel 9, you've got, you got to be able to sell it to Channel 9 and Fox in the fact that people are going to watch it. Yeah, but simple. It hurts the competition. They need to find a better way around it does. at the moment. Dan Gerritsen, Raiders sliding on the goal line in D. Attitude, coaching, or structural issue? Coaching. Well, coaching and structural issue. Attitude's more your, your contact and your intent defence. Their structure and the coaching of their line defence, and even just their edges in general, is terrible. Adam Bain, Elliot Whitehead, left on the field after being knocked out cold. What the F? No consistency. Can reserve to win and would have won anyway. Well, Isaac DeGoy's got KO'd last night and stayed on the field. Can't see why he didn't come off to do the HIA. Yeah, well, they should have taken him off. But Well, their argument last night, Brandy was sort of saying, well, they've got no one on the bench. Well, it yeah. doesn't mean that he stays out on the field. Trying to push through. Yeah, I don't know. About I think in that, in that case, if they've got no one else to put on, then it's drop-off. I think Newcastle should have to drop a player as well. You just play 12 on 12. Yeah. So if, you're, if you've got four injuries on your bench and someone gets KO'd, you can't just say, well, bad luck, he's staying on the field because we've got no one else. No, that's why they that should just drop off. That, that, that's never, ever happened. No, we need the 18th man. You can't just say to Newcastle, well, cop this. They've no, lost, but it's 12 on 12. They've lost four players, so you just lose somebody now. That's not no, 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 not lose somebody, but if he comes, obviously comes back on or as soon as someone's allowed to come back yeah, on physically, why? They need to have an 18th man. But I don't think Parramatta should be punished for following the correct yeah, it's, process. It's not Newcastle's fault either. So, no, it's not, but it doesn't mean they should gain an advantage out of that's it. That's the game, unfortunately. But, yeah, it's it's they need the 18th man. It needs to happen. 
Simon McGreen, his Tarek Sims a good buy for the Dragons. His Joel Thompson on the outer. Well, Joel Thompson is on the outer. They're basically swapping contract for contract. It's basically the same thing. So what? Thompson's going to go to Newcastle? No, not going to Newcastle. They don't know where he's going to go, but they're talking that they're not really interested. So it's not a swap. No, they're doing their own setup is a swap for swap, basically. That contract that Thompson's got is basically the same one that Sims is getting. He's got a three-year, 400k deal, basically. Moving Joel Thompson on, to be fair. No, well, I'm not his. I'm not Joel Thompson's biggest fan, but I, I don't really think that he's done anything to warrant being punted for Tarek Sims. And I haven't really seen anything out of Tarek Sims that gives me movement. Well, I think I, with a decent pair of halves, or we saw when he was in North Queensland when he got good service, and they obviously have a good forward pack. He looked really damaging, but uh, obviously at Newcastle you're going to struggle on that edge. My biggest problem is his intent. If he wanted to stay there and wanted that big contract he's talking about, and he's injured, you'd bust your ass every week. And yeah, he's been injured a lot, so. Uh, I don't know if I'd pay him as much as what they've given him, but they have, so... Good on him. James Moody, any news about David Feeder going to the Super League? I heard he's in talks with Wakefield. No, I know he's on leave at the moment. Wakefield. And he's apparently gone over there with his brother. I'm not sure what the circumstances, what the personal leave is for, but uh, he's definitely going to get more of an opportunity to play over there than he is here at the moment, the way the Sharks are going. Daniel Holland's been a bit of a punting dry spell recently. Need to break the drought. Who are your first try scorer picks and sleepers for Origin? I've got Matt Gillette is one, I think. Might crash over. Well, the bloke last night got that on Matty Johns. He got him as he his... got Fido. Oh, he did too. I, I'd want Gillette. He did. I went out, well, when I saw the 12, I thought, oh, holy Harry. The way Oates has been scoring, I don't think he's a bad bet for first or last. Uh, <laughs> Queensland, I, I, oh, sorry, New South Wales, I'm a back row man again. I'd probably have a slash on Boyd Cordner. I don't think we've got... I was going to say, I don't think we've got the halves to ball play to him. Oh, origin, I struggle. If it's raining, like you're looking probably a kick to the wing. So if it's wet, I'd be looking for a dirty try or, like you say, a back row or try. I'm, I just I just don't like first try score. No, I don't. I like the, score, I, I like the absolute, scorecast. It's an absolute lottery. Yeah, I'd rather just back someone to score a try. Yeah, no. Scorecast are my um, thing. I got a good one the other night. I, I got... So who are, we, who are we looking at to score a try tomorrow night? Who, who are the New South Wales wingers? I've had a mind blank. Mansour and Ferguson. Well, I think Mansour will score a try tomorrow night. Well, I did a scorecast on the weekend. It was Leilua to score, Canberra to win at $4, and I had 20 on. Um, I think Michael Jennings, good bet. He, uh, he he plays his best footy at origin, I think. I like Offensively, back. for sure. I like back rows. I'd say Gillette. I'd be with you on Cordner and Gillette. If I'm going to back two back rows, they're yeah, the two I'm Gillette backing. Gillette and Cordner are the two edges I'd be going, and I'd probably go Oates, because Oates just keeps finding a way, and I think he's going to be on that left side, isn't he? Left side's the one they generally take yeah. to. So if he's going to be on the back end of that, he's pretty good chance. Joe Strasburg. Uh, Manu, Ma'u, Paulie, Paulie were both weapons last night. Oh, sorry, let's go open up. Rolling on from a great question last week. If you guys are fantasy coaches and both had to draft a team to go against each other for three games series starting Friday, who would you pick? You can pick injured players for argument's sake. Brock gets first pick. Oh, cross off the top, mate. I couldn't pick 17 players. Well, let's pick a spine. Pick a spine each. Not Nine, fantasy, yeah. one, one, oh, is it for fantasy? Yeah, it's his after fantasy. Uh, I'd pick fantasy first up, coaches. I'd pick Milford. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Milford. And if you're going to pick a nine, the way fantasy scoring works, Smith's probably the most consistent. If yeah, you're not a friend because he has to tackle his backside off. Fullback. No, if, I was going to, if you took Smith, I'd take Hodgson. Yeah, oh, well, for fantasy scoring, I think Smith's probably the one that scores. Hodgson. Uh, so I'd have Hodgson, Milford. Fullbacks, I don't do. Like I said, I'm not even in fantasy. Might pick anyway, buddy. Yeah, we'll keep going. I'm trying to think. 5-8 or another half. Uh, do, uh, I'd probably take. I've got Corey Norman in mind at the moment. He's going good. Didn't play real well last night, but I'd, I'd happily take Corey Norman. Half, and I already took Milford. No, I've got Milford. I had first pick. Oh, we'll cross. 
Yeah, we don't, we've lost the plot. I've got, Milford, I've got Milford, Hodgson, and Norman. You've got Smith. So how you got three picks and I've got one, mate? What are you doing? Because I thought you said you wanted Ben Hunt first. No. I said we'd both said we'd go Milford. I don't know how we're doing. Don't worry about it. This well, is one of fullback. Who, who would you take at fullback? Tedesco, Tedesco if he's fit. Uh, Tedesco. If not, probably Munster. The way he's been scoring. I've looked at the... Lachlan Coote. Depends which one you play. I've looked at the the guys at work will play the Nissan Supercoach one, and Munster's, like, number one because the amount of yardage carries and tackle breaks he has. Yeah. Him and Tedesco, so... But this is one of those things, I think, not so much for fantasy. If you're picking a forward, you'd go, like, Corey Parker. Oh, Parker. Mannering, even Fafita. though he's playing in a busted side. Fafita for front row. Jesse Bromwich, James Graham, Josh McGuire. Front rows are easy to pick. Yeah. There's a handful of guys that just score. Joey Leilua would be a good You've got a versatile one. guy for back row. Harris plays centre. Gillette. Centre back row. Gillette. Wade Graham. He's been a bit quiet this year, I think. But, uh, uh, Graham's been good. Um, less, Tamolo is a fantasy boost. Less to the uh, fantasy side of things. I think we said at the end of the year, uh, we're going to try and build our own top 25s if we're going to start but, a uh, Thanks, Jay, for giving me a number one pick. I yeah, deserve there that. There you go. Alphabetically. That's the only reason you got a chance. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm going with anyway. Yeah. All right. Keep well, telling yourself that, Charm. That's all the questions uh, we have from the fans at this point in time. And before Boxhead leaves us, obviously, Origin uh, tomorrow night. This is our Origin preview. Unfortunately, we couldn't get all three of us on air at the same time. But your so thoughts... I get the freaking short end of the story. Your thoughts about the game, though? Uh, Queensland, New South Wales, what are the keys? Who do you see winning? I don't know. I, I think it's very, very close. I'll back New South Wales, obviously, because I'm a blue bagger, and it's at, uh, at ANZ. If it was in Queensland, I'll be back in Queensland. Um, look, tough one. I think it'll be one in the middle, obviously. I, the way that Queensland's forwards played in the game against Australia, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Didn't really impress me. Uh, the game against New Zealand, sorry, for Australia. I totally agree with Gus, Gus Gould's thoughts in the fact that uh, they looked old, they looked slow, but we always know come origin, uh, it's a different beast and there's different motivation. Um, what else we got? What else do you need from me? School? Oh, you want to give me a game school? Oh, yeah, it's going to be wet. I'd say something like 16 12, 16 14, something like that. Somewhere around there, about 30 points. 16-12 or 16 Let's go 16-12. Uh, first try score. Oh, yuck. I'll go Mansour. Mansour and a man of the match. Man of the match is a toughie. Man of the match. Wow. Ah, uh, yuck. Probably one of the halves. I don't know. Maloney. You're going to give me something. I'll go, go Reynolds on debut. Reynolds. He'll kick well. It'll be wet. Well, I'll give you my thoughts before you go. I've gone Queensland in my head. You're not even talking back to me. This is much of, not much of a preview. Well, I asked you, should what, be you what, are, what are the keys, so what do, you, what do you reckon? Well, I think the middle of the field, I think the weather, I think the kicking game is obviously going to be a big difference. Which is why I think Cronk needs to play. I think piggybacking down uh, Queensland down the field with 
dumb shit in the ruck from Bird, Gallon, um, Fafita is an issue, Clemmer, who've all got dumb penalties in their game. Uh, and particularly in the wet, you can't can't uh, piggyback sides down the field because you're going to be there for twice as long. It's twice as hard to get out of there. So I think that's going to be a big key. Um, like you said, Cronk's kicking game will be important for Queensland. I don't know. I just think Queensland. I think Queensland probably win this game six times if if we play it ten times. Uh, just because I think they're more disciplined. They know what, they know their role. They're more stable in the halves in key positions, but. I just think New South Wales' desperation will be bigger. It has to be bigger um, for game one because if we lose this game, the series is over. We said it last year. Yeah. Well, we ruined the series last year, us losing game one. Yeah, well, it was done and dusted. Oh, I think, like I said, Cronk needs to play. They need to kick well in the rain. He's the big key to that because I don't think first... Well, they are saying it was going to rain today. Like, have that kicking game. Uh, it's overcast. They have to avoid the ruck. Similar to what they did last year. I know it's harder, but those longer passes when they're working off the back of quick play the ball is avoiding our... New middles. South Wales? No. Queensland, Queensland do, yeah. Queensland did a good job last year manoeuvring their passing at the ruck. Sometimes they were short when we were spread out. Then they'd pass to the edge of that kind of mini line get a quick play the ball and then you come back under us and they just killed us in games. Yeah, and we need to identify that when they're going to do that and move up harder and put pressure on those passes. We have a very big side, but Smith's the key for me out of there in wet weather. I also think, and not many people have highlighted this, the dummy half running from Slater and Hodges, like obviously they didn't really have Slater there last year, but you watch Justin Hodges in Origin out of dummy half. That every year. He's incredible. I wish GI did um, more of what Hodges does. Hodges yeah, finds a way in the gonna, There's going to be a hole there that needs to be filled yeah. and I, I don't know who's going to fill it. Looking at who they got there now, I think Oates will be taking some of those carries. But yeah, O'Neill's not exactly. But, but Hodges just had that ability to skip and get between someone yeah, and get not, not after yeah, and just get him into good positions. I, I'll be very interested in how Daly uses uh, Walker because I think that's just a terrible selection. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to be proven wrong, but <coughs> I think it's going to be another Jamie Bureau. He'll be lucky to play 10, 15 minutes. In which case, he should have just picked a, a, a middle or. Um, someone that can give him a little bit more time or a little bit of, uh, you know, impetus. Put him, put him on and let him do something. I don't know that Dylan Walker's that man. No, neither do I. I like I said, we highlighted. I thought that Graham Cartwright. Uh, there was a handful of blokes that definitely could have taken that job before him. Yeah, I'm also not sure how he's going to rotate his three big boys on the bench when you've got three well, three mills on the on the on the Tam, field. Alpha, Fida, Clemmer, Woods, so he has to I, I just don't know. There's a lot of questions. This is a very, very confusing game for me. I am finding it hard to, to work it all out, but um, that's more because I'm not really sure on what to expect from Queensland based on what I saw out of the test match. I also don't particularly rate Kevin Walters as a coach. I don't really rate what he's brought to the table. I'm not really worried what he's saying. As far as coaching is concerned, just because of the side they have. I think their spine basically runs the shot, but I think Kronk's a big thing. Uh, We talk about them being older. I I think we're older in the front row stakes, but when I look at them as a whole right now, Gillette, Papali, Guerra, a couple of these guys, they're not old. Also, haven't watched Daly. Like him and Daly interact on 360. I just, I don't don't know. It's like they're in a sandpit banging their Tonka trucks together. Right? There's yeah. not much floating around there. So mates, basically. I think, realistically, New South Wales needs better coaching than what Queensland does because I think Queensland has got the better players. Well, if you're looking for a battle of coaching, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Happen. It's just a very hard one. I'm, I'm just going to take New South Wales based on A, the weather, B, the venue. Yeah. And if Queensland win, I won't be surprised. Well, it's pretty simple when you look at it. If it's wet, we need to win the middle. We've picked this massive pack. We need to do a job. And Reynolds has to kick well, yeah. which is best strength. That's the reason he's there. He's basically... Not the most creative half in the world. He hasn't run the football a whole lot over the past 12 months uh, or 18 months either. 
but his kicking game needs to be tight. He needs to find the grass like they do to us so often. He'll goal kick well too. Well, I, I think, we'll, we'll I think probably, Maloney will be the goal kicker. I don't think he will. I think Reynolds will be. I think Maloney. But you've got two good options there. Whether we need... Uh, we're going to get a chance to kick some goals. That's the other different story. No, I think anything inside 40, they'll probably take the two tomorrow night. Yeah. Well, I think Maloney's got the bigger boot than him, though. He's more probably dead-eye, but Maloney... I'm happy to have a little wager with you on who, who'll be goal-kicking tomorrow Maloney's night. Maloney's pretty dead-eye to me. Uh, so you think Maloney's a better goal-kicker than Reynolds? Yep. You're on drugs. I think he's dead-eye. No. That's what I'd be no going with. No way in the world. Uh, I've gone with my head. I reckon Queensland 12-10. Gillette first, try scorer, and Parker man of the match. But if I was going to go with my heart, it'd be the same score to New South Wales with Cordner scoring first and Reynolds. You can't have an each-way bet, mate. I'm just telling you. What, what have you done? Oh, you know what it is. I told you. With my head, I'm going Queensland, 12-10. Look at you. You've got two little columns there. Yeah. You've well, had two tips. So you're no. going to be right either I way, I can't mate. express that thought. Yeah. Winge, winge. Yeah, I right express right. my thought. I reckon this team's going to win, but I also reckon this team's going to no, win. I'm just saying, Come if you go with what my actual opinion is, that's it. Queensland, Queensland. 12-10, Gillette scores, and Parker's near the match. Yeah, right. I think they grind it if they find a way in the wet. I don't think they do. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, I hope they're right. Because if not, we're going to get dusted in game two on a table. And it'll be an angry walk back to the car. So, There's yeah. been a few of those over the last few oh, years. Last few years? Cross. Talking about the last decade. And then last year we flew up to watch that crap in game three. Yeah. You owe us, New South Wales. You owe us big time. More than owe us, Christ Almighty. The amount of money we spend in the Caxton, yeah. shit. Should have shares in the place. Yeah. All right, so you've got New South Wales, 16-12. Mansour first try scorer. Reynolds, man of the match. I've got Queensland, 12-10. Gillette first try scorer. Parker, man of the match. That's you done. Uh, we'll have MG on soon. I'll have a chat to him about his thoughts on Origin, the two teams, and later on, Mr. Gossip, with anything he's got and his tips and thoughts as well. And for the first time in season 2016, and at the most appropriate time, State of Origin, we're joined by MG. What's doing, big fella? Hey, good old chef. Hello, my friend. Mate, uh, good old case of bronchitis, as my doctor says. A uh, uh, bit dusty, but I'm going to brave the conditions tomorrow night at ANZ in the cold air and hopefully see the Blues get a victory. Yeah, well, that's, that's exactly right, mate. I, um, you know, this cold weather is um, just coming all of a sudden, and uh, it's forecast uh, rain and heavy winds, and... Um, you can look at it two ways, I suppose, and that's uh, the, the kicking game on both teams will be affected. Um, but also, I think as a New South Welshman, you've got to look for any advantage you can, and I think the rain and wind uh, suit the Blues. Um, a dry paddock seems to suit the uh, the, the Lamborghini that is the uh, the back line of Queensland. Um, but I think the, the four attack that we've picked as New South Wales would, would be suited to a more of a, a bump and grind type type affair. Yep, I definitely agree with you 100% there. Uh, looking at the two lineups, I suppose starting off there, Queensland, no surprises. There's 15 blokes that have played before, two debutantes in Oates and O'Neill. Um, looking at that, they're both justified. Corey Oates, absolutely outstanding, particularly in yardage, and Justin O'Neill has just gone from strength to strength since joining the Cowboys. Lilliman, though, if Cronk, if Cronk is out, they're bringing Lilliman in, but a lot of people asking that question. If you had to pick... Cronk or Morgan at this point in time I, me personally I still think Cooper Cronk's so important because of the kicking game if you watch the Cowboys Lachlan Coote does a lot of their fifth tackle options so I don't know what your thoughts are I know it's a great if you're going to have the next best option it's definitely JT's halves partner but Cronk or Morgan mate what do you reckon? I think Cronk will play I, look, I know he's got his last test uh, sometime today this afternoon so uh, by the time this uh, podcast is up and running uh, it'll be 
that he's cast in stone, whether he's playing or not. So we're in, at the moment, if I'm speculating, um, look, I, look, I think he'll play. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. I think his kicking game uh, is paramount to you know, the Queensland Queensland victory. Uh, he's, he just seems to do his best. And he's come really in the last month. He's really come on. Um, Cooper Cronk, and I think that um, without him, I know he hasn't run all week, but you know he's such a fit bugger that uh, if any player can afford not to have run all week, it's him. But yeah, look, if Lillian, I think Lillian is probably a, a, an oversight, I suppose, on the Queensland's behalf. They've, they've looked at the size of the New South Wales bench and, and maybe thought to themselves, well, they're probably to a man out, outweigh us and out. Uh, they're taller than us by a lot um, and if it is if it is wet and rainy um, it's going to be a grinding affair we need maybe one more big body on the bench so um, you know saying that that's when Cooper Cross uh, kicking game comes to fruition doesn't it yeah well, I think we were talking maybe 2013 man Brock before he left before I remember going we dominated early on for Fido these guys we killed it but our fifth tackle options were disgraceful we had all the ball in their half and Cooper Cronk even though he was kicking from inside the 30, the amount of times he found grass uh, kicking from poor positions was ridiculous. And at the end of the day, we ended up just grinding that win out. But for about 70 minutes, it looked highly in doubt off the back of him just finding the carpet every single time. On the flip side, looking at New South Wales, if you're going to pick a halfback who can try and reenact that sort of kicking game uh, and who was probably next in line with Pierce not being picked, I'd have to agree that Adam Reynolds, uh, he has a pretty bloody good kicking game himself. It's been a weird sort of last 18, 24 months since the grand final. He's had a lot of injuries, knee, elbow, uh, obviously the broken jaw. Club form hasn't been the best. So I guess that's a little bit of a worry. But him and Maloney, I think that was the right choice. What about yourself? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think, um, yeah, once... I think if you're if you look at the New South Wales team, I, I think there's only one bolter, so, so to speak, and that was Dylan Walker. Um but yeah, Adam Reynolds, I think he's justified his selection. I think he, when he first came into first grade, he played over 100 first grade games straight um, for a halfback. That's, that's, I don't think it's been done since Jason Taylor. Um, he's, a, he's a hard little nugget. Um, he doesn't mind getting in the way of the big forwards in defence. He's, you know, he maybe could take the line a little bit more, but uh, that's why that's Maloney's job. Uh, his, his job will be exactly like Cooper Cronk's is for Queensland. And that's the turn, um, not just the big outside backs around, but um, to turn the, the big forwards around as well. Um, I, I think in this game, if you look at both sides, uh, I saw a stat today somewhere, I'm not sure whether it was true or not, that every time Matthew Scott runs 120 metres for Queensland, they, they've won. So if I'm Rory Daly, um, I'm basically triple, triple, triple teaming Scott and making sure and every time he runs, he's on his back and uh, that... He, doesn't get, he likes to get two, two or three runs sometimes in the early sets, Scott, to, to lay a foundation. So he's, he's one of the most important players on the field, uh, Matt Scott, and he's been in so, such good form in the last uh, 24 months. But Reynolds could be just that man to get that um, the kicking game going where, as you mentioned a minute ago, I, I can't remember the last time New South Wales kicking game um, has been the thing that's led us to victory. No, I can't remember many repeat sets or any pressure being built or field possession. That seems to be the one thing, regardless of how well we've rolled the last few years. Uh, we just can't seem to put the final touches on. Matt Scott, though, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Look at their bench. They're a more mobile setup with your Thiday, Guerra, Josh Maguire, who's been in outstanding form. But on the flip of that, I know the conditions probably suit being a wet and heavier track, but we've got five middle players. So I'm a bit 
not worried so much, but confused. Um, you know, you've got Gallon who's going to be playing tight with Woods, and then we've got Tama, Clemmer, and Fafita. It kind of looks almost, uh, you know, we've gone heavy set, but that, that worries me a little bit if something goes wrong with a back row getting hurt or an outside back. What, what do you think? Um, I'm thinking that we're going to see either uh, Tarmow uh, or Fafita start the game with either uh, Josh Jackson or Corden coming off the bench, um, which will put uh, Gallon back in the second row in a bit of a reshuffle with Bird Locke. Um, I, I, can't, I just can't see us playing with such a heavy strength bench um, starting the game with that. I think if it's going to be the weather conditions that everybody's expecting, um, you know, we've basically, you've got to stand out um, for, for for one reason or another. And I think the the thing that stands out with New South Wales in this team is they're monsters. Um, so why not put an, an extra couple of monsters on the starting field just to try and uh, gain a bit of ascendancy? Um, and that man, would, for me, would be probably Tamiya. Um I'd love to see Fafita coming on after 15 or 20 minutes uh, against a tiring pack. Um, uh, same as same as Clemmer. I think they've got more impact than Tamao. Tamao is more of your grinder, and I think he'd be uh, he'd be out to get one on his uh, his teammate, maybe Scott. He'd make it personal. So I would if I had a, if I was a betting man, I think Tamao might start at the front row with the going back to second row, and either Josh Jackson or Corden uh, on off the bench. Yeah, I just really hope we don't get caught out. Uh, that's why, like most people, and I'm pretty sure you were surprised as well. Dylan Walker, like you mentioned, being a bolter. Honestly, if I was going to pick a utility, they're saying he can cover nine, he can play fullback, etc. I've watched him play coming through the juniors, even in the 5'8 spot. He's not a genuine 5'8". He literally played in a 20 side that struggled. So your general key in junior football is to put your better players in a position like six so he gets to touch the ball. I honestly thought that a Cartwright or even a Wade Graham, who I'm still filthy, uh, can't even get a start in the back row, can cover that role due to the fact they both play junior 5'8". They can play back row centre and even tight if you need them to and uh, the defensive worries around Cartwright are laughable when you think about Dylan Walker who to me you know got picked on a few times when he played in the centres let alone now in 5'8 so um, I'm still yeah, a little bit worried about that also you've got, you got a strong case too for Jack Byrne and uh, Blake Austin to, to the uh, yeah. to fill that number 14 spot too for New South Wales Tyron I, Peachy I, I, you mentioned Wade Graham um, I jeez if, if I kind of thought to myself you know, earlier this year, that if he doesn't, he doesn't make Origin this year, he'll never, he'll never make it. But yeah. He just seems to be that player that um, would have by now played 20 games for Queensland if he was playing for them. And um, I don't know what it is with us. We just seem to have a different mentality. We spoke about the mentality between the two teams on the grill team this morning on Triple M. And um, we asked Gordy Callis, and this is probably paints a picture about how Origin's fared over the last decade. Um, most Queenslanders would love to see um, Queensland win an Origin series before they won their own competition, which is either, obviously only out of two three teams with the Titans, Cowboys and, and Broncos. But um, to a man, we said, both Maddie said, uh, and I said that um, I'd rather Penrith win a comp before New South Wales won an Origin series. So, um, yeah, the mentality is a lot different, I suppose. And... and, and Maybe because we've got so many teams in Sydney, um, we've got such an eclectic bunch. Uh, we, we we tend to have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to teams to support. But uh, Queensland just seems a little bit more tribal at the moment. Um, we're not less passionate. Uh, I, I give you that. That's our fans and our players um, are as passionate as Queensland. But at the moment, uh, they seem to be able to draw upon uh, less 
left teams, which makes them uh, have more of a siege mentality. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. And uh, even looking at that from that perspective, I, I, I agree again. I'd probably rather see Melbourne win another comp before I watch New South Wales win a series. And mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost a bit yeah. numb to that fact again after 10 years. The other year when we won, I was almost relieved more than I was excited. I left the ground almost <laughs> flat because it did happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was. I think you're right. Everyone was. Yeah, oh, me and Brock were looking at each other, walking the car. I'm like, we don't really seem that happy. I'm just... <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think about it, but... Uh, end of the day, the, the Cartwright, uh, sorry, not the Cartwright thing, the Graham setup. Uh, I'm with you. I wonder what he's thinking now moving forward. I, I just thought, honestly, I like Josh Jackson. He's solid. You know what you're going to get. But the fact he can't start in the back row, that utility spot, uh, you know, Cartwright, Tyron Peachy, Way Graham, there was a lot of guys we could have put there who could have covered a lot of positions. Hooker was probably the other one. I respect Robbie Farrell as a footballer. Uh, you know, the things that go on the Tigers, different story. I don't know him as a bloke. But honestly, I thought Michael Innes has been in outstanding form and the fact we're taking Farrah in after basically not playing for maybe 20 days or so by the time he gets there now. I know he's been there and done that before, but I uh, thought maybe not so much hard done by, but uh, Michael Innes has definitely been the form hooker to me in this competition this year. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he has been. And I think that's the thing you've got to... With, uh, usually it's your pick combinations. Um, at the moment, Sharks are on top of the competition. And I know that... Um, watching one of the magazine shows on Fox through last week when uh, Michael Lennis was asked when he, uh, about his, his exclusion. He said that uh, Laurie Daly did ring him and explain to him that um, you know, uh, we're basically going with a, you know, a player that's been there and done it for us. So I suppose it's a lot of loyalty was shown to Robbie Farrell. Uh, if you're picking the, the team on four minutes is there every day of the week this year. Lennis has been... I think not just one of the best hookers in the competition, but he's been more, probably one of the top five players. Yeah. Um, and the reason why uh, both you know, he and Maloney have, have catapulted the Sharks to the top of the table, and you know they're on the cusp of uh, a bit of history in, in the Shire, maybe to dare we say it, uh, win their first ever premiership. Yeah, he's definitely been the driving force behind that with that halves pairing, and obviously Benny Barber coming back to form, but breaking it down with some more thoughts, basically finishing things off, mate. I'm looking at Queensland. Uh, I think Cooper Cronk, like I said, is more important than what most people think. The kicking game in the rain is going to be a massive thing, and then the basically the opposite of us. I think Cameron Smith is the key. You look at Game 3 last year, we had that big forward pack. I know it's a different track, but they did a really, really good job manipulating the ruck. They went wider of those first three defenders. That mini line got outside, and then they'd turn us back under, and they seem to just pick us apart. I know that's going to be harder at ANZ, but looking at them right now, Smith uh, helping those forwards and manipulating that ruck, and Kronk's kicking game seemed the real deal for them to get the victory, whereas on the flip side for us, I think we've basically shown our hand like you spoke about. We have the massive forward pack. We need to win the middle. And Reynolds, uh, the pressure's on because we've had so many pairs of halves, but him and Maloney definitely need to take control and finally put some decent finishes to our sets. I think that's the way we get the job done. I couldn't agree more. No, I think even to add to that is the fact that we picked Josh Mansell on the wing as basically a seventh forward um, in, in the side. Um, could have opted for you know um, uh, someone taller or, or, or another winger um, on, on that flank, and maybe would have maybe started with Morris before uh, Dugan got injured, or even uh, Dugan and Ferguson as you tall Timber on the wings. Um, but I know that Laurie Daly's uh, obviously gone with Mansell to get him out of trouble. Um, from our own, end, our own end, where Cooper Cronk will be vital. Look, I, I, I'm not saying this with, with my heart, I'm saying it with my head. 
well, in my heart, I suppose. Like, I really do think New South Wales are going to win this first game tomorrow night. I think it's going to be on the back of just a brutal, um, a brutal four pack that <coughs> might just overcome. You know, I know that you know blokes like Nate Miles, who haven't been in great form, is going to lift tomorrow night because he always does in Origin Arena. Um, and I know that you know, the watch of Fido and Guerra. Um, and Gillette, Gillette uh, will, will, will be a little bit down in club form will, will rise as well but I just think that when you look at these two teams on paper um, we the monsters that are New South Wales full attack uh, if, if controlled right around the ruck and this is where Robbie Farrah comes in uh, as, as an inc- uh, incredibly important ingredient he's got to have these, these guys run he's watched Cameron Smith's ball play from dummy half he's basically three, three players ahead of anybody else and Every forward knows exactly where he's got to run, where what they're going to do. Our boys have got to be in sync uh, to make that happen as far as getting the ascendancy. And I think they will. I, I really think they will. I, I think it's going to be a dour affair. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and I think uh, New South Wales will win 16-14. Well, getting on to those predictions. Brock, he went New South Wales 16-12. First try scorer, Mansour and Reynolds, man of the match, myself. Uh, it pains me to say it, but I've gone Queensland 12-10. I've got Gillette to score first and Parker as man of the match. You've got New South Wales 16-14. If you had to have a punt on the first try score and a man of the match, who would it be? Um, I would say that uh, for New South Wales to win, one of the forwards have got to step right up to the plate. So I think, yeah, I think the man of the match um, would go to someone. Oh, let's, let's see. I think uh, it couldn't could be someone off the bench. Um, <laughs> Uh, look, I doubt it. I'm going to go for Woods. I'm going to go for Woods as our, our man of the match. Big uh, Aaron Woods up front. I think our, I think the first try scorer. Um, I think my, I think Queensland might open up a, a pretty quick start and maybe score first. So I'm going Corey Oates for his first try scorer. Yeah, very popular is Corey Oates, but I suppose, mate, all we can do now is cross our fingers, hope that New South Wales can get the job done, and probably the other one uh, we haven't touched on. There was options for fullback. Uh, Matt Moylan, I'm, I'm interested to see how all those blokes fit together. Maloney, Reynolds, Moylan, obviously all brand new. Hopefully find him floating around the football a lot more and pushing up in those very down conditions. Yeah, I've got, I've got no doubt Moylan will handle it. It's a baptism of fire, yeah, it's, especially when it's wet um, and the ball is spiraling out of control, um, like Cron can do, uh, like Smith can do, like Thurston can do, like Inglis can do. Um, the ball got a great boot on him. Uh, they're, they're a very subtle back line at the moment. Queensland, even with, as you mentioned, Neil goes in very much like a Chambers or a Nielsen or a, that, that person who always fills that other spot um, outside of Inglis. Uh, you know, they, 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 their back line can never be underestimated. But I just think the occasion, the desperation um, from New South Wales will lead them to the, to the first victory. Um, let's sit back, relax after that one, and then analyse the second one, because uh, up there it's going to be a completely different story. Yeah, well, that's it. We definitely need to win game one, otherwise I think you can put a pen through us, but there you have it from NG. His winner, New South Wales, 16-14. Oates for the first try. Woods for the man of match. Fingers crossed for all the New South Wales people out there that we do get the job done and hopefully go up there with a chance to maybe get it uh, over the line or at least come back for game three on our home patch. But, mate, you got anything going on tomorrow night, Triple M wise, or anything at the game? And obviously, you've got the NRL rookie kicking off tonight. Uh, yeah. Tonight, tonight, seven uh, thirty on Go, or uh, which is uh, I think channel one three nine on your Foxtel, or um, eighty eight uh, on normal TV, isn't it? Channels on the free to wear as well, around the eighties, in the eighties somewhere. Uh, that's on at seven thirty. 
um, which is a basically goes for 10 weeks and uh, you can get some catch-ups uh, through the week on Channel 9. Um, but also, yeah, I'm out there tomorrow night. Uh, I'll be in the VB tent uh, just outside uh, the station there uh, on the way to the game from 5.30 to 7.30 and hopefully we feel good and Steve Menzies having a few share of it and uh, enjoying... Uh, Enjoying the, the, the wave of blue that we'll see. So let's go to the blue zone. Great times. There you go. Mark Guy, you can catch him six to nine weekdays with the Triple M Grill team at 104.9. And obviously the NRL rookie, like he said, kicks off tonight. It's the Go Channel for Channel 9. Normal television, that's 88 on Foxtel Channel 139, 730 for the next 10 weeks. Keep your eyes out for that one. Thanks for coming on, big fella. And fingers crossed, New South Wales get the job done. Good on you, Chef. You're a champion, but I had the bronchitis heals quickly, my man. says. See you there at the game tomorrow night. No worries, mate. Have a good one. Now, it's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. And the final piece of the puzzle, you've had Boxhead, you've had Big MG, they've given their thoughts on Origin, their prediction, you've got mine, but we need Mr. Gossips, and he joins us now. What's doing? Forward to it. Cannot wait. Oh, I think we're all a little bit excited, a bit nervous as well. Uh, being New South Welsh, when I was just telling MG how I felt the other year when we won, that I actually didn't celebrate. I was almost more relieved than anything, which is pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And look, um, every Origin series that starts off with us New South Wales fans being, I guess, optimistic. And um, but this year, I think I, <laughs> I've got a good feeling about this year. I, I've been reading all the Queensland newspapers and all the magazines and. They're absolutely giving it to New South Wales, so we are definitely the underdog. Every year, Queensland try and make us the underdog, but we are definitely the underdog this year, and everyone's tearing shreds off us, so I don't know. I've got a good feeling about it. Well, they're predicting rain, uh, which definitely suits us. We've got a a massive side. There's no doubt about that. I think the big key is obviously Adam Reynolds kicking well off the back of that and strangling them, and for Queensland, it would probably be to do more than they did in Game 3. They need to manipulate the ruck, not come into the guts of us, kind of work those big boys over. And Cooper Cronk, I don't care what anyone says, I love Michael Morgan and that's the next best replacement, no doubt about it. But Cronk's kicking game is so understated what he's done for this team that I think if he's out, that's a massive blow. Because if you watch the Cowboys, and I've said this to MJ and Brock, I don't know if you agree, Lachlan Coote does the predominant amount of their, their distance kicking. It's not so much uh, JT or Morgan. Cootie does a lot of the distance kicking. Yeah, absolutely. But... Um... Who you tipping, big boy? Mate, my prediction, uh, unfortunately, I've gone with Queensland. Uh, 12-10 is my game score. My first try scorer is Matt Gillette, and my man of the match is Corey Parker. Brock went New South Wales 16-12. Mansour first try scorer, and Adam Reynolds as his man of the match. And MG, he went New South Wales 16-14. Oates to score first, and he's got Woodsy man of the match. So you, mate, you're going New South Wales to win? Yeah, I'm going New South Wales to win. Uh, Scoreline, I've got 19-12. to 12. I think Darius Boyd will be the first try scorer. And um, I agree with Boxset. I think Adam Reynolds will um, get man of the match. I think he'll kick him to death, uh, basically. I, I think Adam Reynolds should have been picked a couple of years ago. But now it's his time to shine. It's going to rain. It's going to be wet. It's dewy. Um, I, I can't wait for this game. And I'm, I'm very confident New South Wales will win. Yeah, well, he roused on me because I told him that was my actual prediction. But if I had to go with my heart, I said the same score, New South Wales, Cordner, 
scores first, and I said Reynolds as well for the reason uh, that we just mentioned. That kicking game is so important. If there's one job he's there to do, that is it. That is basically the only thing he has to do for New South Wales. Obviously, the forwards need to do their job, but uh, in saying that, just a quick thought, if Queensland and New- or New South Wales are to win, what do you think the key is for each side to get over the line? Uh, New South, well, as you just touched on, mate, it's going to be all about the, the kicking game. It's going to be a Dewey game. I think it's going to be a bit of a bloodfest, to be honest. I think we'll maybe see one or two tries scored in the in the in the first half, and and maybe a couple at the back end of the second half when the defence is tired. But it's going to be a dour affair. I don't think it's going to be all that entertaining. It's going to be all defence. Um, but look, that's why we love Origin: the biff and the barge. No punches, though, unfortunately. Yeah, they can't punch each other, but hopefully plenty of physical argy-bargy in those wet conditions. But there you have it. Uh, Everybody's gone New South Wales except myself. Adam Reynolds has got a few votes for the man of the match, and the first try scorers have all gone a bit different there. But gossip, mate, it's obviously a bit quiet during this year, uh, this period of the year, but you've got a few small things. Yeah, for sure. I guess, look, (laughs) news doesn't get any better for for Parramatta, but... um, Michael Gordon, who only just signed for him for this year, is definitely leaving the club. Uh, it's between South uh, and the Roosters for his signature. I'm thinking that uh, the Roosters will probably tend to sign him more and I guess then leaves the question of, of where he would play in that in that back line. I, I, I'm guessing that he'd play on the wing where he's played Origin before and he's played for the Panthers on the wing, but um, a handy pick-up for them and uh, Paramount will lose another one. Yeah, well, I kind of thought what you did. A lot of people were going, oh, does that mean Latrell moves? But you can't be pushing an 18-year-old who's your long-term future out of that spot. And he, he has done a job on the wing in the past for, for Penrith, and he played Origin there, and he brings a goal kicker, which is something they're probably going to lose if they do push Hastings out the door. So uh, it'd be a shrewd bit of business, and I'm sure he's not on a massive wicket. So not bad business by the Roosters. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, James Seguiaro, mate, um, he's been dropped uh, for this weekend's game. Um due to a, a, quite a few reasons, obviously one of them being his um, meetings with uh, the underworld, as we say. Um, but look, he's definitely on the outer at the club. I know Leeds are very keen to, to snare a hooker. They wanted Robbie Farrah, but I, don't, I can't see Robbie leaving just yet. So, um, yeah, look for Sekiyaro to, to definitely leave the Panthers this year. I don't think he'll be playing for Penrith next year, but who knows, he might even try to get out early, especially if he's going to be Hunted to reserve grade ongoing, just like what happened with Elijah Taylor. Yeah, well, it's funny, like I said, we've spoken about this multiple times, and the big thing is he had arguments with Cleary, he's had problems uh, with Griffin since he's been there. You don't know how much money he's going to ask for, and now he's found himself tangled up uh, in this little frappe with Corey Norman and the Underworld figures. So uh, whether it's this year or next, either way, I definitely think he's on the out at Penrith, that's for sure. Yep, for sure. All right, mate, and the last one, you touched on the name not long ago, Hastings. Uh, we all know that he was dropped as well uh, to, to Wyong last weekend. Um, he is definitely on the outer at the Roosters, and I'm hearing Parramatta are very keen to have him, especially if this thing with Corey Norman doesn't um, sort itself out with the police and, and all those investigations. So, yeah, to have Hastings at, at Eels would, uh, would be an interesting one to say the least. Yeah, that's a big call, and I think particularly given its you know character issues more than anything we've heard is the problem. And a bloke like Brad Arthur, I'm sure he can straighten him out, but Trent Robinson's no uh, no sheep himself. He's a strong character, and obviously if he's not getting the message through, that's the reason he's letting him go. So uh, weird bit yeah, of business there. I, I do feel sorry for the kid. I mean, if those people who are as old as I am can remember how good his, 
his dad was for the Roosters, an absolute club legend. But uh, every time he has a, a bad game, his, his dad comes out on social media and defends him and just yeah, he cops quite a bit of abuse. I just don't think he, he should be doing that, to be honest. There's other ways he could support his son, but it's not an argument I probably really want to get into, to be honest. But um, he's under a lot of pressure uh, from his father, uh, being, as I said, a Roosters club legend. So maybe a change of club might just might just do him the world of good. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised given the Dragon situation. I heard that they might be interested, but not as much. Uh, potentially, they might want to take him back given their half set up, but Parramatta, again, you need a strong character. I think Brad Arthur's that kind of bloke. I'm not saying he can't turn him around, but if that is one of the issues they've been having and Robinson has kind of struggled, uh, that doesn't bode too well for the future. He is very young, though. Let's hope he matures and his old man, like you said. Both of them should probably just stay off social media altogether. Just let his football do the talking. Yeah, absolutely. The kid's got talent. We all know that. He's probably been drafted a little bit quick with everything that happened with Mitchell Pearce and all the comings and goings of the Roosters, so he's, he's probably, to be fair to him, copped a bit of criticism that he probably doesn't doesn't deserve, but um, yeah, I, personally, I think a change of club would, would do him wonders. Yep, it's been rough, that's for sure, but there you have it, Mr Gossett. That's all your stuff for this week, mate. Your origin thoughts and your tip, as we just said, he, you've got New South Wales, 19-12, Darius Boyd, first try scorer, and Adam Reynolds as your man of the match. Yeah, definitely. It's really hard to, for anyone, I guess, to say how the game is going to be played and where it's going to be won and lost. Origin is just such a fast game that it's it's down to the moment, really, whoever sees it at the moment. Mate, I'm with you 100% there. I think the, the wet weather that's on its way hopefully does get here. That's definitely going to favour us, no doubt about it. He's picked that massive forward pack. We've shown our hand. Fingers crossed. We get the job done. Uh, the last thing we have left to do is our tips for the regular round, but seeing as other lineups are not out yet, I'll give them to everybody later on, as well as answering the final fan forum questions that you put up for this week and give you all the odds thanks to WilliamHill.com. But for now, fingers crossed, mate, that New South Wales get the job done and our two mobs play on the weekend. It's Storm and Pennies. Yeah, it should be a beauty, mate. Looking forward to it. Uh, no sticky as we mentioned, but... Um yeah, always a, always a good game between these two clubs. Yep. Two good coaches going at it. Good times, and fingers crossed Cooper Cronk pulls out and ends up playing for Melbourne instead. That's just me being greedy. <laughs> I think he will, mate. I, it, uh, from what you, all the vision you see on TV, it looked like a bit of a as-your-father kind of fall. It looked like he trod on the bindi, and who knows? It could be mind games. You, you never know around this period, do you? Yeah, well, Brock had a nice little uh, dot-point list when he was here before, getting quite angry about the mind games they like to play. <laughs> He had seven or eight injury cases and all players ended up playing, so he's not happy. Yeah, no, um, it'll be interesting to see, but I guess if, if, you, if you're a betting man, and I think we all are, you'd bet that he'd play, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he ends up playing. Thanks for the gossip, mate. Uh, fingers crossed, like I said, New South Wales get their job done, and I'm sure we'll have a bit of banter back and forth when the Storm play the pennies uh, on Saturday. Enjoy your week, mate. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you next week. To wrap us up, we've obviously got to do our club tips a bit hard considering the lineups are not out and also there's going to be some changes, no doubt, from Origin. But we've all done our best to Brock, Gossip and myself and we're going to give you our tips and the odds brought to you by WilliamHill.com. If you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure you do it with William Hill. 
Don't live with the dinosaurs at the tab or in the past. You can bet in play live on your mobile phone. Good times. First fixture, Friday night, is obviously the Canberra Raiders at home to Manly. Looking to keep stringing things together, Junior Paulo will he be named highly likely. The side from last week, don't think there was any injury, so don't expect much change for the Raiders. Papali, the only one maybe to come back in, and that only further strengthens them. If not, Soliola, Paulo, etc. They should be all good. Manly, Nate Miles, Dylan Walker, both likely to back up. But a clean sweep from all of us here. Gossip, myself, and Brock. We've all gone the Raiders and the odds with WilliamHill.com. The Raiders, $1.57 favourites at home, 240. Uh, Manly, minus 4.5 is the line. 1 to 12 is 310 for the Raiders, 405 for Manly. 13 plus, $3. Canberra, 535 for Manly. Saturday, the Warriors over in New Zealand against the Broncos. A hard road chip for the Broncos after having so many play origin. I think we all agree with our tips that uh, the Broncos are going to have some players absent. But with that being said, gossip's still gone the Broncos, regardless of the fact a few of those blokes might be rested. Me and Brock have gone the Warriors. Roll the dice, we know, but short turnaround, the fact that Brisbane will be quite tired and likely a few rested, we've gone the Warriors. The Warriors are the outsiders at home, $2.40, bit of value there with WilliamHill.com. $1.57 about the Broncos, minus 4.5 is the line again. 405 1 to 12 for the Warriors, 310 for the Broncos, 13 plus 535 the Warriors, $3 the Broncos. Newcastle doesn't get any easier. They play the Cowboys up in North Queensland. Five returning players from Origin, sure, but you'd have to think at home, looking to bounce back. Maybe a couple of those guys do get rested. Newcastle hopefully put a fight in, but it's a big ask for them up there. We've all got a clean sweep. Tipping the Cowboys here, 107 they are with William Hill, $1.07. 850 Newcastle minus 20 and a half a huge line there. 1 to 12 the Cowboys 450 975 the Knights and 13 plus a dollar 35 the Cowboys 26 dollars with the Knights 12 and a half start 310 if you're confident. There Super Saturday wraps up the good fixture it is the Melbourne Storm at home to the Penrith Panthers. The gossip you heard earlier uh, obviously for Mr. Gossip Segarra looking to miss that one due to disciplinary issues. The Melbourne Storm, will Cooper Cronk play? Will Cameron Smith play? We're not sure, but they've got a very good forward pack and Blake Green and uh, Munster there. So a little bit to think about, but we've all tipped the Storm and the odds with WilliamHill.com. $1.57 are the Melbourne Storm, $2.40. Uh, the Penrith Panthers, minus 4.5 and the same as before. 1-12, 310 Storm, 405 Penrith, $3.13 plus are the Storm and the Panthers, are 535 Sunday, the Roosters play the Tigers, Aiden Guerra. Boyd Cordner, and uh, obviously you've got Blake Ferguson, a couple of Origin representatives on the flip side. Will Tedesco return? This is the game they were putting a circle around, so maybe Tedesco is back to this one. Aaron Woods, Robbie Farrell, do they back up? Tigers have been in good form. Roosters have been poor. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep chipping away with the Roosters, even though they've let me down plenty of times. I wouldn't be surprised if the Tigers upset them, but Brock and Gossip agree. We've all tipped the Roosters. And they are the favourites, $1.41 with William Hill, $2.90 for the West Tigers, minus 7.5 is the line, 1 to 12, 310 the Roosters, 4.55 are the Tigers, and 13 plus, 2.45 the Roosters, 7.25 the Tigers, 12.5 start, $1.45. South Sydney at home to the Gold Coast Titans, uh, Greg Inglis, the only one there contributing there, the Gold Coast Titans, Greg Bird. Should be backing up for this one. One that you could flip a coin at. I'm going to go with South, not with much confidence. Uh, if it was up on the Gold Coast, I'd definitely tip the Titans. Gossip agrees. He's gone South as well. Uh, Adam Reynolds is the other one. I've obviously forgot 
you know, hopefully after a couple of days, he should be in good nick. Brock, he's gone to the Titans. He's backing him with a bit of faith there. And with William Hill, South's other favourites, $1.53, $2.50. Other Titans, minus 5.5 the line. 1-12, South's 3.10, 4.10 for the Gold Coast. 13 plus, 2.85 South's, 5.65 for the Gold Coast. And the round, the wraps up. Doggies versus Sharks, they're both contributing a couple to Origin, but they get the longest turnaround. Bit of rest there, so I wouldn't be surprised if Morris, Clemmer, Jackson, Gallon, Maloney, etc. back up for their club sides on the Monday night. It is a dog's home game at ANZ Stadium. Should be a cracker. Uh, I've gone the Sharks, as has Gossip and Boxhead. So we've gone clean, sweet there on the Sharkies. And the odds are William Hill. It's evens. Pick them. $1.90 apiece. piece. One twelve for both sides. Three fifty. Thirteen plus for both sides. Three seventy-five and twelve and a half start is a dollar fourteen a piece. After last week, Gossip got three from four. I got two from four. Brock got three from four. They're both on sixty-three. I'm on fifty-nine this week. The only different ones: Gossip Broncos, man, Brock Warriors. And uh, he's gone the Titans, we've gone south. So potential for small change, but nothing too significant. But the odds you really want, we're talking about State of Origin with WilliamHill.com. You've got all of our tips. MG's gone New South Wales 16-14 with Oates first try score and Woods man of the match. Gossip New South Wales 19-12. Boyd, Darius Boyd first try score. Adam Reynolds man of the match. Brock, New South Wales 16-12. Mansell first try scorer, Adam Reynolds man of the match, and myself, I've gone Queensland 12-10, Matt Gillette first try scorer, and Corey Parker as man of the match. The odds for that one head-to-head are $1.84 for New South Wales. $2 outsiders are the Queenslanders. I'm guessing that's because it's supposed to be wet, and they're not sure about Cronk. He's having his final run today. The line, minus 1.5, is $1.91. In favour there of New South Wales. 1 to 12, New South Wales 275. 1 to 12, Queensland 285. 13 plus, New South Wales 525. Queensland 550 with William Hill. The overs, unders market for the game 30 points over or under. Uh, you get $1.90 there. Man of the match, some of the favourites here. Gallon at $6. Greg Bird at 11. Farrett at 13. Matty Moylan 13. Both the New South Wales halves, Maloney and uh, obviously Adam Reynolds $15. Boyd Corden at 26. Queensland, some short ones there. Jonathan Thurston, $6. Smith, $9. Cronk, $10. Parker, $11. GI, $13. Matty Scott, $15. Boyd, $17. Gillette, $34. So there's definitely a bit of money there on the table if anyone can nail those. Uh, But looking at our picks, Adam Reynolds, like I said, one of the halves. Gossip, Boxhead, they've both gone. Adam Reynolds, you get $15 for him. If you're with MG and he's on Woods, he's $15. And myself, Corey Parker, $11. So there's a bit of value there all around. If you're looking to get on some of those. Um, Not too sure in the wet conditions what to make a first try. Scrolls Brock might be right as far as the wingers getting up, getting their hands on that ball, or I'm thinking a dirty back row try crashing over. But first try scorer markets, looking at things here. Pretty short of the wingers as usual. Blake Ferguson, $10. Mansour, he finds himself also at $10. Corey Oates, the shortest, the favourite, $9 there. GI's at $10. Dan Gagai, the other wing, $11. But uh, our try scorers, Oates for MG, $9. You get there. Darius Boyd, Gossip's pick, $15 for him. Mansour, that we spoke about. For Brock, he'd get $10. And myself, I've gone the back row a try. In Matt Gillette, good value there, $19. So 
some plenty of odds there, plenty of markets you can get on here. You can do the scorecast, like pick a try scorer and which team to win. First try scorers, there's over 190 markets with William Hill. Dot com And all those odds from the club games in the state of origin are brought to you by WilliamHill.com. Make sure if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, you do it with them. But that wraps us up. We've done the Fast Five. Any questions uh, that we had answered your questions. You've had Brock's thoughts, MG's thoughts, Gossip's thoughts, mine. Any predictions, first try scores, man of the matches, you name it. All the odds in our club tips, uh, all done there with William Hill. Dot com. The last things we have to do, obviously, thank our sponsors, Kaizen Sports Performance that Brock's been working with doing rugby league academies. They are devoted towards bridging the gap between amateur and elite sport. They are on a mission to provide all athletes the opportunity to experience high-performance training, resources, and support that only elite athletes receive. Their business services include performance academies, functional movement screenings, team building, and leadership workshops and pre-season camps. The Kaizen Rugby League Summer Academy is coming soon, so check them out on Facebook at Kaizen Sports Performance to keep up to date with all activity. Kaizen, spelled K-A-I-Z-E-N. It means constant improvement. Good work there. And Rugby League Coaching Manual, one of our favourites, very handy. I've said it a million times. Brock's used it and he's wrote for him. I used it when I first started doing some coaching. Really handy stuff there. Lots of good people contribute. So as a rugby league coach, you have many different jobs. Some include being a mentor, a teacher, a leader, a counsellor, and a drill sergeant. One of the most important roles as a coach is getting the best out of your players. If you are there to get the best out of your players, who is there to get the best out of you as a coach? Well, let me tell you, it's Rugby League Coaching Manual. They've been around providing coaching material since 1993 through their flagship publication, Coach Talk, DVDs, and drill books. All this material is now available online through your very own RLCM membership which gives you access to hundreds of articles and videos on coaching and rugby league. In addition to this, you also receive access to online courses, an invitation to the monthly coaching webinar, plus a new edition of Coach Talk every month. To start your 30-day free trial, just visit rlcm.com.au and join today as a foundation member. Thank you, Rugby League Coaching Manual. Thank you, Kaizen Sports. And the biggest thank you of all goes to williamhill.com, our major sponsor, our charity bet. Not too sure what we're going to go there. We'll probably have an origin bet. Me and Brock, a little bit separate there. He's on New South Wales. I'm on Queensland. We might go, what we said last week, either team to win by under six points. That seems quite likely. I think that's at $2. So if we have $100 on that one there, charity bet, $200 win, take away the stake, $100 in the kitty for our charity of choice for this season. So big thanks again to WilliamHill.com. But for now, State of Origin, it kicks off. Game one, New South Wales, the most important of the series that always is. We need to win this one to make sure, worst case scenario, we get to come back here and try and get the job done in New South Wales. I fear that if that is not the case, it'll be all done in game two. But fingers crossed, New South Welshmen, and good luck to all the Queenslanders out there. Enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Thank you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.